Hello, dear friends, Jai Guru, and welcome to another episode of the Chela to Chela podcast, featuring interviews and conversations with YSS SRF disciples of our sweet Guru Dave Paramahansa Yoganandaji. As we get to know a little more about some of our fellow disciples through the Chela to Chela podcast, it gives us the opportunity to support them with our prayers, our goodwill, and perhaps even with our resources and business connections. At the end of the podcast, I'll tell you how you can get to the free private access pages to further connect with our guests. Before we enter this next episode, let us listen to this quote of Guruji as shared by Mukti Madhavji, who was with Master when he was in the body. Mukti Ma is speaking. This is a time of spiritual rejuvenation, a time of drawing closer to God the Father and to the Divine Mother. Our Guru has said to us, A steady stream of divine power will flow to you, for the Great Ones have sent me here. When I am gone, you will realize this with greater impact. Little by little, a spiritual change will come to the true followers of this path, and their influence will spread over the world. SRF is one of the greatest spiritual movements ever sent to help mankind. What a glorious thing, oh, what joy you bring, how my heart does sing, you are And today we have with us Shailesh Raja. Hello, Shailesh. Welcome. Hi, Brenda. <laughs> Shailesh, tell the, the uh, listening devotees where you live, first of all. What part of the world are you in? Well, we live in Mississauga. Where is that? Uh, just um, on the west side of Toronto in Canada, in Ontario, Canada. Okay. And we're about an hour's drive from Niagara Falls. Which oh, is, which is one of our favorite places to visit, and uh, we we go there at least a few times a year. And and who is we? Me and my wife, and <laughs> we both uh, like going there. Yeah. And, and um, do you have children, Shailesh? I have three sons, uh, aged. Um, she one's going to be forty this year. Oh my! And uh, Nikhil, and he's married, and he's got two daughters, seven and four. Mm. Dishant, he's a middle son, and he's married, uh, and they've got one daughter. She's seven. And my youngest son, Sachin, and he is in the ashram in Encinitas. Wow, good for you. So you brought up three kids in SRF. They are all, uh, the, all the sons are following SRF. They're all three Kriya buns, and uh, same with me and my wife, yes. All five of us from our family, yes. Wow, how blessed you all are for that. Fantastic. Okay, so um, where do you go to service, Shailesh? Service, we had, um, is, um, we have a workplace uh, that I've had for almost 20 years now. We bought the building 20 years ago by Gurdjie's Grace, and we set up a room upstairs, and we've been meeting there for 18 years, almost 18 years now, I think 17 or 18 years. 
Fantastic. So how many people are in your area that attend services? Well, the Toronto is a main center where 60 to 80 people go on Sundays. And um, ours is a little circle. And um, it was two to two to five people before. And um, we had special service last week. There were, I think, 19 or 20 of us at that time, or 19. Uh-huh. And regularly, we'll get between 10 and 15 people on Sunday. Fantastic. Fantastic. Nice little group going on there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, tell us, please, uh, Shailesh, what you do for a living or have done. Um, I, I, I have been a car dealer for, for the past 30, past almost uh, 39 years and I've been business 40 years uh, in Canada. Well, it's very nice to know that that um, there's an SRF car dealer has been in the world because you guys get a really bad rap, isn't it? So, car dealers get a bad rap, but um, really, and um, I came to the teachings like 25 years ago, uh-huh. and really, it's uh, it changed my perspective on on life altogether in terms of business, family relationships, and, and purpose, and so forth. I, as I read the teachings more and more, my approach to business. And uh, everything else started changing as well. Wow. Okay. Well, I want to hear more about that, as I'm sure the devotees listening do. Um, why don't we just get right into how did you find Guruji? How we found Guruji? You know, so now this is the other part of my family, that my brothers and sisters. I have two brothers who, who have been following SRF um, for many years. And I've got four sisters. Uh, who are actively following SRF. And they oh, started- my gosh, you are surrounded. What a cluster of souls you guys have brought back. That's just astounding. It's, pardon my interruption, but whoa. <laughs> and uh, I came across the teachings through them. And um, our journey, me and my wife, uh, you know, we met in England. She was 16, I was 17. We got married when I was 21. She was 20. And a year after we got married, we moved to Canada. And then our kind of spiritual journey began a few years, a few years later. Uh, and we, we started with um, my brothers and sisters who were following SRF. And at that time, I think Guruji sent me to Hare Krishna. And I became a Hare Krishna devotee. Okay. And we learned a lot about bhakti and devotion. <clears throat> I, I, that's the biggest thing that I learned in, in, in bhakti yoga and master talks about that a lot that devotion for god and gurus is is a, a very uh, important part of a spiritual journey so absolutely in fact um you probably are are familiar with that wonderful quote where guruji says there is a personal element to the spiritual path that is more important than the whole mastery over the entire yoga. Yes, Fantastic, fantastic. Because what I've learned there about devotion and bhakti is just in my heart now. Physically, but I... You took it with you. And that happened 25 years ago. And uh, my brother had given a book to us, but my wife read it. And I I asked her, how come you're reading this? And she said, it's wonderful. You should read it. And I said, "I, I, I don't want to read it right now. And it sat in the house for 10 years, and then when the time was right, I picked it up. And I went through, and 
a, a medical situation, was a busy guy, you know, multitasking. So I, I developed an overactive thyroid. And I went to my doctor and uh, he said, well, stress can cause this. But he said, relaxation is what I teach as my specialty on the side, on, on top of being a GP. And he said, would you like to learn about it? And I said, for sure. And basically, he said, sit down. And he, he showed me the technique of um, doing 20-20-20 breathing, basically. And uh, he said, you know, count up to 10 or whatever works for you. And uh, he sat with me and did it for a few minutes. And he left me alone. I did it. And uh, he said, do this two, three times a day, and it will help you a lot. And uh, so on my way home, I was waiting to make a left turn, and there's all this traffic coming. And it took quite a while. And all of a sudden, I felt this wave of peace come over me. And all of a sudden, the thought came that if I feel this after doing this deep breathing, which I've never, ever done before, and if my brother, who's, who gave me the book and told me about it before many years ago, and he, he works much harder than I do in my car business, and he, but he meditates, I said, you know, somehow, Guruji put that thought in my mind. I came home and asked my wife, where's the book that we had, you know? <laughs> and I started reading it, and I found it fascinating. Couldn't, couldn't put it down. That was back in 1993. And, um, and he, my brother recommended we get the, uh, the uh, lessons. And each lesson has been music to my ears. And, and I mean, the truth in these teachings just resonates with my soul even today. So... Uh, you know, that's, that's been my journey and uh, my wife too. And uh, they said, we, we, we've been together, you know, spiritual journey together. And then she started reading the teachings and we watched the glimpses of her life divine that came to play in Toronto uh, at a hotel. I saw it in the newspaper and somehow one, one after the other things happened. And uh, then we started going for convocation three years later. And uh, it was such a wonderful, uplifting experience there. And I actually admired the devotees. I said, I really like how they behave. And I wish to become like them somehow. And uh, it's, it's been a beautiful journey with Master. And, uh, and um, you were talking about how the lessons just resonate. And, and I'm remembering when I first got the lessons, it's like, you wait with bated breath for the next one to come, but when it comes, it's like it's perfect, right? It's perfect for what you need right then at that time. It was so thrilling. And you know what? Um, I'm just starting the lessons over with the new lessons. Have you got them yet? Same with me, yeah. And it's thrilling. It's totally thrilling. And I was thinking today, what, you know, there's this, magnitude of cosmic event with these new lessons coming out and in addition to that i was feeling the energy of all the hundreds of thousands of devotees that are starting over with this increased enthusiasm and dedication and what a vibration yes. it must yeah. be surrounding the world i mean it just gives me goosebumps you know it is definitely very powerful. The lessons are very powerful. And and they're dense. They're dense. But um, wow, just uh, the vibration is terrific. Absolutely. Okay, let me yeah. let me ask you a few other questions. Please do. Okay. So um, 
how would you describe what is the role of master in your life? A role is my father, <laughs> my guru, and uh, really, he's, he's. I just, I cannot thank him enough for what he's done for me and for our family. Um, you know, the truth in these teachings just resonates with the soul. Everything I agree with, there's no question, no disagreement from day one. I just, there's, no, there's nothing except to accept and saying this is so beautiful. Yes. This is so beautiful. And, and uh, me and my wife both feel the same way. So Master has given us so much. A beautiful chance, beautiful readings, beautiful yes. affirmations. Uh, and for us, you know, um, we be able to spiritualize our workplace with a meditation room there. And, um, you know, it, it was in the first little while, not many people came. We tried different days and so forth. And, uh, but over the years, we've been able to, how can I say, we've been blessed because we do the services most of the time because there's nobody else to do it. Uh huh. Uh huh. So we get to read the teachings um, over, you know, a couple of times. Uh, yeah, if you want to learn something, teach it, right? <laughs> so, but not only that, to do the service readings, you read them one and then you read them again when you do the service. So, And when you do the readings, or when, you, when you become a service reader, it's a great blessing because you have to concentrate harder. If you're listening, you can doze off, you can daydream, or your eyes are looking somewhere at Guruji, but somewhere, or you're looking out the window. Your mind is somewhere. But when you're a service reader, you get so much. Well, we have got so much because it really requires a, a concentration and you have to be more mindful when you're speaking and uh, practice uh, Guruji's presence. It's really helped. I mean, it's a great blessing. So uh, every day there's a great blessing out there, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. You know, um, just as an aside, uh, you were saying how uh, it was difficult to start in terms of a uh, few people coming. And I remember Brother Dharmanandaji telling me he first started speaking at the Long Beach Temple. And he said that there was, when he first went to speak, there was one person. Yes. And that person was feeding peanuts to the birds out the window while he was giving this service. So to find mother has uh, a good sense of humor, don't you think? I bet that there are devotees um, that are in small circles that are experiencing the same. What what would you say, what, what advice would you give them since you've been through it for so many years? Yeah, I would say that receive whoever comes with lots of love and care and kindness. Um, not making it too personal, but just being the friend. Uh, and that's helped a lot. Uh, my wife is very cheerful and very loving and very caring. And uh, she reaches out a lot, and I try to do the best that I can. And, and it's created like a small family. Um, so that's one thing is like basically spreading Guruji's love and acceptance. Uh, when you're a small place, you can do a lot more of that. Um, so th that helps. And also, you know, it doesn't matter. Even if there's a two of you there or one of you there, the gurus are there. And I believe that the hive is building up, the vibrations are building up in there. And, um, 
the automatically master will send. It's not about the numbers. It's just the fact that you have like a lighthouse, you know, it's out there. It just puts a light out all the time. Fantastic. It's well, that's what Guruji said too. It wasn't about the numbers. It was the, the quality. So, um, okay. What do you feel are the main benefits of being a disciple on this path? Oh, to gain the, the understanding the science of the soul and how the whole thing works in a clear way how to go back. And Guruji is showing that this, what we're seeking, which is joy and bliss unconsciously, we're seeking that anyway. But now we will seek it. It will be permanent, eternal. And that's who we are. We're rediscovering ourselves. Guruji's teachings are just phenomenal. They just go within, keep diving deeper and deeper. And uh, I was just, you know, one chant I was listening to, Guruji says, don't find fault with the ocean, find fault with your diving. Uh, so uh, Guruji just, just keep going deeper and deeper. And uh, I think that's just helping me so much. Clarity of purpose. And each day as it goes by, uh, as I read more and more, and the truth becomes clearer and clearer, uh, and only that, it's it's sinking in, hopefully, deeper and deeper as each day goes by. What are the main changes in you or your life since becoming a disciple? Oh, lots. Um, one of the main things I learned in the very beginning was forgiveness. Oh. I, I At the same time, I, I read two more books. At the same time, when I read the Autobiography of Yogi. And one was from Lewis Hay, You Can Heal Your Life, that was given to me. And he talked about forgiveness. And then I picked up the same thing from my master's teachings, and I started doing a deeper forgiveness process that lasted a long time for all the times when I was nasty or not so nice to people or sarky or uh, whichever way. And uh, so I, I really started the mental process of forgiveness uh, deeper and deeper and until until I really neutralized my feelings towards them. It went on for a long time, maybe mm -hmm. a year. And also um, accepting other people. Um, and again, that was from Seven Habits of Highly Affected People. You know, when there's a person going down the train, one of the stories in the book, uh, on a Sunday morning in the New York subway, and um, it's very quiet, and a person comes and sits down in front of him with his kids. And um, soon they start becoming very rowdy and the man's looking outside, spaced out. Finally tells him, sir, your, your kids are being so rowdy. Uh, please look after them. In the meantime, he shakes his head and says, sorry, we're just coming back from the hospital and the mother just passed away. And, and from that, all of a sudden, it turned into from anger to into compassion. And then a penny dropped for me. I said, how can I judge anybody? Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't mean I stop judging because old habits are very strong. <laughs> I really don't know what any what what happened to anybody and why they behave the way they do to develop more compassion. So there's so many aspects uh, of kindness, compassion, and, and Guruji's teaching just interwoven with so much love and seva uh, to do out there and to serve others. And it started changing my business. I said, "What's the purpose of my business?" First, it was just to make money and sell as many cars as I can. Uh huh. Uh, and as I started saying, what's my service? Well, my service is to really sell good cars, uh, which I sold good cars before, but now I want to sell even better cars. And not only that, 
I wanted to serve people because most people who came to buy a used car, they couldn't afford a new one. So they're looking to buy a car to solve a problem because the old one's gone now or whatever has happened, it's, it's done, it's time. And so I, I had to give them a good car. And secondly, um, and, and like people, cars get headaches and they go bad and they stop working or problems happen. And I said, I will look after them. So I, I went out of my way to service them for as long as they wanted to get service. So I, I that changed from just going ordering, selling cars, but now the intention was to serve mankind make them happy, and within that, uh, the whole spirituality changed. Guruji's teachings changed me from that perspective. really mm -hmm. did. Thank you. thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to go to the topic of dry periods. Um, Brother Nanamoyji assures us that everybody has them <laughs> and that they are... Um, in fact, growth opportunities. There's great growth uh, available there. Um, can you tell us about what you do in a dry period? Um, I I have been lucky that I haven't had too many dry periods. Okay. Um, because when you love something so much right from the beginning, somehow either it's from past life or i don't know what but when you love something so much and it brings you joy and happiness uh then it's 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 just part of you you know you don't, you don't want to give that up or there's nothing to complain about so so that has to do with the uh, divine remembrance if you stay in the presence which is uh right there with practicing the presence do you yes. um, I, uh, do you have a, a, a method of practicing the yes. presence? So, well, let me tell you one of the uh, another thing that happened in the beginning. It said coming from Krishna consciousness and, and from the temple for thirteen years, we spent time there. Um, you know, very great love for Krishna and Radharani, and Radha is Krishna's consort, right? I mean, she was there all the time, and her name's always spoken before Radha Krishna, Radha Govinda. So this is what I learned at the temple. And Guruji spoke about surrender right in the beginning. Uh, when I started somewhere, you know, I picked it up and Guruji said, surrender is a very important part of, of, the, of the journey. So some other thought came to my mind that, uh, you know, Radharani is the greatest love for Krishna. And I started praying to her every day. I had a prayer room downstairs in my house. And I would say, Radharani, give me the love that, that you have for Krishna. And that I, I, I surrender my body, my mind, and my soul to you. I didn't know, but I just that, that was the best that came up in my head. And uh, being in the car business, I used to tell her that, uh, push me, pull me, or drag me. I don't care what you do with me. <laughs> uh, take me home, and don't forget me, even though I may forget you. So this is a prayer that came to me somehow within me. And I would literally... Uh, pray very deeply and sometimes cry to her to say that, please do that for me. And I really, that was, a, it went on for quite a long time. And and really, but I didn't realize the impact of it till much, much later. But really, when, when, a, when a disciple surrenders and says, I want you more than anything in life, do what you want with me, uh, then I believe that Guruji responds in such ways to us as well. 
Yes, and I, I think the important part of that is do what you want with me. You know, I mean, it's easy to say I love you, but it's another thing to say just do whatever you want with me because I know you're going to, you know, the un, the implied is I trust you. I have faith. I know you're you're in charge. You're going to do what's best for me. And yes. uh, so that's the, that's the real surrender, isn't it? So th that prayer, I it, it worked. It's, I didn't realize, but it's worked miracles in my life. Really, I, that's what I can say to you is that Guruji. I think the more I another I heard another term much later, say maybe five ten years ago, about teachability index. How teachable are we? So um, if if a student goes to a teacher and he goes every time, but but but. I can't do this. Why, why this? But if they're asking nicely in the sense that the teacher, show me how this, show me, uh, I want to understand this and stuff. And teacher responds differently to each teacher. And I think the same with the guru. But this prayer did wonders for me. And Master just kept setting me different things, different people in my life to teach me different things. Very and, good. Very good. So well, Guruji said, you know, um, any aspect of God that the devotee feels uh, attracted to and and uh, resonates with is that's just that's that way, you know. And it can come in any in any form. So for you, it was Radharani. Okay, let's just finish up. Um, you know, usually I ask, how do you cultivate devotion? But you've already covered that for us. And uh, it's it's your life. We can see that. We can hear that. All right. Finally, let's get to what advice would you give to someone just starting on the path with Guruji? I would just say keep reading the lessons uh, because there's so much uh, depth, so much wisdom. And uh, it may take a while. I, I couldn't understand some of the words or some of the terminology. But as, as, as you just keep pounding away and keep the little dictionary, you don't even need a dictionary anymore because you can just put your phone on and boom, you've got Wikipedia telling you what's what. <laughs> uh, and I would just say keep persisting. Don't give up because these are the highest teachings that I've seen anywhere out there. They're so comprehensive that don't miss this golden opportunity, even if you don't understand. Just keep reading and practicing, reading and practicing, whether yes. it's dry period or whatever it may be, but just don't give up. Persistence is one of the greatest qualities that we can have. Very good, very good. That's true. And Merlini Ma said, said the same thing. Uh, you don't have to understand everything all at once. Just keep reading because the vibration is, is there and yes. it will um, change your vibration as well. When you get to the other side, Shalish, what is it that you, when you look back at this incarnation, what is it that you would like to be able to say about this incarnation of yours? I think it's a very, very blessed incarnation to come across Guruji's teachings. And um, I just want to just serve Guruji and, and just follow his teachings as far, I mean, to the best ability that I can. So you, you'd like to look back and say that you did that? Yes. I, I don't want to say that I missed a chance or I didn't take that opportunity. 
take every opportunity to serve and love and, and do as much as I can and keep doing affirmations. The, the affirmations are big for me as well. They've helped me so much. And whatever you want to bring in your life, just keep affirming more and more. Uh, and there's so many different things the master's given us. And uh, just keep persisting with those, really. All right. So All right. Very good. Well, it is a wonderful life with Guruji in it, isn't it? it it's a beautiful life. I mean, just totally beautiful. Yes, it's just absolutely beautiful. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything with us. Jai Guru. Jai Guru. Jai Guru. Well, dear friends, it's wonderful to hear these stories, isn't it? If you would like access to the private pages where guest contact and other information is posted, it's free and easy. Just email to subscribe to the Soul Calls Infinity mailing list. The email address is subscribe at soulcallsinfinity.org. For those of you who may be driving or jogging while listening, the link to subscribe will be in the show notes. The Chela de Chela podcast is sponsored by Soul Calls Infinity, and the music is courtesy of Soul Calls Music Meditations by Saranya, available online at soulcalls.org and on YouTube. I'm your host, Brenda Roberts, and I'd love to share your story. Email me for guest guidelines and preparation details. That's Brenda at soulcallsinfinity.org. I'm looking forward to sharing the next episode with you where we'll be meeting another uniquely devoted disciple of our beloved master, Paramahansa Yoganandaji. In closing, let's listen again to this quote of Muktima and Master. Muktima is speaking. This is a time of spiritual rejuvenation, a time of drawing closer to God the Father and to the Divine Mother. Our Guru has said to us, A steady stream of divine power will flow to you, for the Great Ones have sent me here. When I am gone, you will realize this with greater impact. Little by little, a spiritual change will come to the true followers of this path, and their influence will spread over the world. SRF is one of the greatest spiritual movements ever sent to help mankind. So, dear friends, I hope you will share the podcast with at least one other SRF YSS devotee as we walk together in the spirit of divine friendship and in the love of God and Guru, affirming what we know to be true. It's a wonderful life with Guruji in it. Jai Guru Jai. You.